Hey guys, John DeGorio here. I just wanted to go on ahead and take a few minutes to talk about something real quick. And that is the fact that one of my friends, Christian Obrey, actually has a little business that he actually does. And if you guys are getting into podcasting, I strongly recommend that you guys actually check him out. Matter of fact, I'm actually going to post his link to his webpage below in the description notes, but if you're looking for a guy that is really good at making your sound sound perfect, it's clear, the volume levels are just perfect, and also to the balancing between making your audio sound professional and everything as well, check out Christian Aubrey. Ob- I'm going to tell you this, he did, he did a couple episodes for me and everything, and his stuff is very affordable, he's fantastic at what he does. And there's nobody that I would actually trust with my podcast than him. And I wouldn't be putting it out there on the podcast or anything like that if it wasn't true. Christian does an awesome job of what he does. He's a van- he's fantastic with the sound, the levels, everything he does. So go on ahead and make sure you guys check him out. As a matter of fact, you can even email him at christianobrey001 at gmail.com. If you want more information, or you guys can go on ahead, click on that link that I'm going to have in the description notes and everything, so that way you guys can go ahead and send in your uh, sound clips or whatever else that you want to actually talk to him about, and he'll make your sound quality perfect and everything to the point where it actually sounds like it's in a studio. So, with further ado, check that out, and also to thank you again for making Movie Lovers Unite what it is today after being on the air for a year it just means a lot to me from the bottom of my heart that you the fans love listening to my show you guys are fantastic fans thank you to all everybody that listens to this podcast all over the world and everything i really do appreciate it i never would have thought in a million years that anybody would be listening to my big mouth talk about movies or anything like that but anyways I'm gonna. Uh, this is gonna be it now. Go on ahead, check out Christian Albury, and until next time, bye bye. Hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. For today's podcast episode, I'm gonna be talking about the 2000 film starring John Cusack, Tom Robbins, Todd Lazao, and of course Jack Black. This movie is called High Fidelity, and this movie is 20 years old now. Can you actually believe that this film is now 20 years old? But anyways, this movie focuses on a guy named Rob. Rob owns a used record store in Chicago. And Rob is actually played by, of course, Sean Cusack. And he breaks up with his girlfriend, Laura. While still hurting, he makes a top ten list of girls that he has actually broken up with. Now, what I have to say is this. It actually goes into full detail on how they broke up and why they broke up as the movie goes on. But when we first get introduced into Rob, it actually shows him listening to his vinyl records with his headphones on. I'm just painting the scene a little bit for you. And, you know, this is what he actually says whenever um, he's listening to his vinyl records. As a matter of fact, he's actually narrating this story. And not only that, but also breaking the fourth wall whenever he's talking to the audience, which is something I actually do appreciate, but at the same time, I know some people might actually be taken aback a little bit, because he is talking in third person, um, well, breaking the third wall, rather, and, you know, I can actually appreciate the fact that he's actually talking to the audience, because I feel like maybe things are going on in his mind, 
And this is actually stuff that he's actually thinking about out loud and he's just breaking it down to us. So that's the way that I took it when we came down to breaking the third wall, especially when you go through breakups and everything, questioning why, what the what ifs and whys. Why did this happen? Why didn't, why did I say that? What, what went wrong in the first place? So that's the mentality that I got from him actually breaking the third wall. But when we first, like I said, when we first get introduced into Rob, uh, the character, this is what he winds up saying. And like I said, he's in, He's actually listened to his vinyl records. He has his headphones on, and this is what he says. What came first, the music or the misery? People worry about kids playing with guns or watching violent videos. That sort of culture of violence. Well, we'll take them over. Nobody worries about kids listening to thousands, literally thousands of songs about heartbreak, rejection, pain, misery, and loss. Did I listen to... Did I listen to pop music because I was miserable or was I miserable because I listened to pop pop music? And then at that time, that's when Laura comes in and he sp takes that little part away. It kind of actually breaks his third wall a little bit and takes him out of that center. And then he's at, then he's like, well, Laura, congratulations. You didn't even make the top five list because there was other people before you that actually got there before you. And I'm just going to be honest with you. Rob's character is a sh is like shallow guy. And there's actually no one to really root for in this film at all. Because Rob is just evil statistical. He's an asshole. He's a sexist. And he blames every situation on the girl rather than himself as to why he actually breaks up with them. So there's actually no one to actually root for in this film. But... What I love about this film is the passion that Rob actually has for music and the appreciation that he has for other people's music. <clears throat> and then him owning the, also too, owning a used uh, used store for, uh, for vinyl records, CDs, cassette tapes, and everything. And don't forget, this is in the early 2000s, so therefore physical media was still such a thing in the early 2000s. And that was actually something that I actually appreciated the, at the fact that you know, there's actually a record store that people can actually go into the record store and listen to other people's music and get psyched up about their music and actually walk out with that person's music that they listen to in the store. In today's time, we don't have that anymore, unless you go down to Hot Topic or anything like that. And that's something that I miss is the actual physicalness of actually talking to someone about music and geeking out and being sweaty over the same type of music or being sweaty <coughs> over the whole entire thing that you're actually excited about somebody else's music. But, you know, like I said before, he, uh, Rob goes into his record store and then we are actually meet with, of course, the two guys that actually works at the, at this record store. And as played by this guy, this character's named Dick. Dick is actually played by Tom Lewis. He's actually this kind of guy that's actually kind of awkward 120 pounds soaking wet kind of guy he doesn't really say much or anything like that he's actually maybe afraid to actually speak his mind and stuff like that too <clears throat> but i like the fact that he wants to introduce rob into his music and his culture well not his culture but the music that he actually listens to so he actually made a tape for rob to actually listen to while they're working and then all of a sudden that gets shut down about 10 minutes later because Jack Black comes in and everything with his own mixtape, throws out, he throws out Dick's uh, mixtape, 
and he puts in Walking on Sunshine. He has a couple of other songs that are mixed up and everything, and it's just spot on. I mean, Jack Black is just doing his Jack Black thing. He's energized. He's focused. He is wa- actually doing things that is just doing his whole entire Jack Blackness. That's all I'm going to say. But it's just outstandingly funny, especially at the stuff that he does. And what I mean by that is there's actually this customer that comes in looking for this one Stevie Wonder album forever. And, of course, he tells him that he has it. And this has been an ongoing feud between him and that customer for a long time, which I don't understand. If an employee is being rude to you, why are you going to keep coming back for that record? Unless you like the fact that the employee is actually breaking your balls and stuff like that. But, you know, he comes in, he's looking for the Stevie Wonder uh, record, and... Matter of fact, the name of the song that he's actually looking for, I just called to say I love you. And he goes, do you even like that song? Do you even, why why would you have that? And he goes, well, my daughter likes that song. Oh, I'm sorry, is she in a coma? And the way he says that, the way Jack Black says that, is such an asshole thing to actually say to somebody. But the, you know how Jack Black is. Just his mannerisms and the way he says it, it just makes you laugh. And then, of course, the customer says, well, this is going to be my last time that I'm ever in this cu- uh, in this store. He goes, well, bye-bye. And so he leaves, and then, of course, Jack Black acts like he didn't even do anything. He's like, I don't know what happened. <laughs> but that right there just shows you the kind of character that Jack Black is actually playing. It actually sets the groundwork as to the kind of characters that we are actually facing. Not only that, but I also like how Jack Black also asked Rob whenever he's, uh, they're actually doing their top five favorite songs and things like that as they're putting away their, putting away albums on the racks and stuff. And he said, I'm sorry, did Laura make you wear that? And he's talking about the sweater. And at that time, Rob actually snaps on him. And I don't blame Rob for actually snap, snapping on him because it actually hits a nerve because he, here's the thing, Jack Black doesn't have a clue that Laura and him actually broke, broke up or anything. So whenever he says, well, that looks like a Cosby sweater, a Cosby sweater. And as soon as he says that, he winds up wanting to backhand him. <clears throat> but not only that, but also too, Rob also explains how these two people were actually once customers in his own store. And he winds up hiring because they would never leave. And that's just the impact of music in general on what, music has on people and not only that but if you actually think about it you can actually think of it like this too this thing can actually be relatable towards people that work in video stores at the time you can also go into clerks as well at gas stations about how maybe they're stuck in a rut and they're then they're just fed up with their life on what's going on which was a kevin smith movie but still if you work as a clerk or whatever, and having that interaction with your customers. You can actually relate to that. Even your passion towards music or movies and stuff like that, you can actually relate towards that because who doesn't make a top five list or a top ten list of their favorite movies or their favorite music or their favorite songs? And I just love that about these characters that are so engaged into the music and they actually become like music snobs, which is actually the kind of thing that you can actually imagine a music snob actually to be, which is Jack Black, which is also in turn as well with John Cusack's character to Rob and I won't I won't say Dick is that kind of snob or anything like that because Dick is just this kind-hearted warm-hearted person 
And he's actually maybe the most standout character of this film that has a little bit more heart than what these two other characters have. But I love the I love the whole entire thing. You actually have a little bit of a light heart lighthearted hearted character that's kinda awkward, that tries to be there for Rob. He doesn't know quite what to say or anything like that. And he's just trying to comfort him, opposed to what Jack Black is doing, which is nothing. But, you know, that's just the way that character is. And I like the, how charismatic the, uh, Dick's character is. And then, of course, I'm also going to get into the whole entire breakup and everything, too, that actually unfolded and why they actually broke up. And I'm just going to be real with you, the, um, with you guys, too, on that in a minute. But I'm also having to go back into his life, Rob's life. And he's actually going in wondering what happened to us all his relationships in the past what 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 got him to the point that where he's at now and he dated a couple of girls in high school there was one girl and we all we all had them where it was just like a one-day thing where you're making out with this girl for a couple of days behind the bleachers the next minute you know the next day or two that's history that girl's now making out with somebody else or that guy's now making out with that girl you guys are not even a couple or anything like that you were never really a thing you guys are just experimenting with kissing and making out and that's actually what I got from that but he also actually feels like he got rejected by her then he winds up dating as well this other girl that she was supposedly supposed to give it up and then he winds up breaking up with her like I said he's a total asshole even in his high school days even in his college days when he meets uh Catherine Zeta Jones in this movie as well but Catherine Zeta Jones is even worse than what his character actually is because of the fact that she's also one of those characters that are conceited, I want to say, stuck up just a little bit because of the fact that, you know, she just acts like she knows what she's talking about, even though she really doesn't, even though, you know, we can actually go back in time and look at our 21-year-old selves and act like that we actually know what we're talking about when we don't know what we're talking about, you know, but just to see that play out, you can actually tell from a mature standpoint if you're actually a little bit older to actually know that this girl does not really care about Rob. She doesn't really take him any notice or anything like that. She just talks just to talk and that's it. She's not there for him. And then of course, you know, the breakup, it goes back into the breakup and everything. And the, my favorite part of this thing is he's going through it in his mind, but as he's going through it in his mind, he's telling us what he's feeling and everything too by breaking the third wall and I love that I love the fact that you know it's this guy on the streets but he's actually talking to us and telling us what he's actually going through in his mind and that's how I actually pictured it some people will say well doing the third person kind of took you out a little bit of it because it actually does go into Bruce Springsteen where he's actually saying uh where Rob is actually questioning his life how he got there to his point and Bruce Springsteen's there he goes you know what I would do I would go on ahead and call up those girls and find out why did they break up with you or why you broke up with them and find out why you were rejected. But he was actually the rejecter. He was the one who ended up rejecting these girls. All except one girl, though. There's this one girl in, the, in this movie that he winds up not even rejecting at all. And she winds up reject, rejecting him back when in his high school days and everything, too. So I like that whole entire thing that played out where 
Now he's is reversed where he was the one who was actually the one that was hurt rather than the girl. So now he understands what the girl actually feels like. But still, it doesn't seem like he actually learned anything from that experience at all. It just seems like to me that he's just going on ahead and doing his thing. So now we're going to get into this whole entire deal about why did they break up? Number one, Laura was pregnant. Number two, and everything, he broke up with her because she had the abortion. She didn't feel like he was actually the right person for the abor- uh, to actually have a baby, so she aborted the child. And he's told her that he has just as much of a right to be the father of the child and has a right to tell her what she can and cannot do. And I don't know how that would actually play out in today's time, if that would actually be some controversy with it, especially whenever you look at um, the Me Too Act and stuff like that too. So I don't know if this would be controversial now. But back then, I don't really see that as a controversial topic as it is now. And I'm glad that, you know, things are actually moving in a little bit more of a positive way towards women and everything because I believe... This is my own standpoint that women have, uh, they actually do have a say what they can and cannot do with their body. Men don't have a say so. But, you know, that's just my perspective and everything. But anyways, that's, let's just go on ahead and get on, just go on ahead, go back with the movie itself. So anyways, that's why he winds up breaking up with her. And then, of course... You know, um, she winds up with Tim Robbins' character named Ian. And a matter of fact, Ian used to stay upstairs where Rob and them were actually um, living at. So they were downstairs. Robin uh, and Laura were actually downstairs and Ian was upstairs. And they could actually hear Ian making love to several different women at one time sometimes or just picking up random girls and sleeping with them, and they would just laugh it off and everything. And then all of a sudden, they they break up, and Laura is now with Ian, and now he and now Rob is going through the whole entire emotions of did she sleep with him? Why didn't is she sleeping with him, or is she not sleeping with him? I cannot stomach uh, her being with someone else if it's not me, kind of thing. And that's his own fault. That's his own fault that he's even with that she's even with him in the first place. If he would have actually just tried to work it out as an adult, he wouldn't be in that situation that he's in or anything like that. But because of that situation is now the reason why she's with Tim Robbins' character. And, you know, I actually have to say Tim Robbins' character was actually pretty cool. He's kind of chill, kind of laid back a little bit, even whenever he confronts Rob. Because Rob actually calls calls Laura in a phone booth and tells her that he loves her, he wants her back, and then Rob, then all of a sudden, Tim Robbins' character comes in to the picture. And now, like Laura's friend set told him, which is also played by, of course, John Cusack's sister, Joan Cusack, and, she's, and he said, look, before it was just two messed up people. Now it's three messed up people in this one situation. So now you invited Ian into this situation. And Ian actually goes down to the record store. And how many of us actually have this situation where you want to actually deck the guy that the girl the girl dumped you for or maybe you d- broke up with the girl and in your mind you're actually picturing what you would actually do to him? And that's exactly what Rob does to Ian. 
he's actually picturing him uh, as he's coming into the store telling him, look, you need to go on ahead, back off of Laura and everything. Do you understand? Next thing you know, he's going through three or four different scenarios in his head on how he would actually take this guy down. One of them being is he just goes on ahead, punches him, stumps the heck out of him, and that's it. One of them is where Dick goes on ahead and takes the window unit out of out of the record store and just hits him upside the end. All of a sudden just slams the thing on top of his head. And, of course, Rob also, of course, grabs the phone and everything and hits him that way. So he goes through three or four different scenarios on how he would actually take him down. And also, too, he's Rob is still going through the emotions of this whole entire th- thing of him missing the girl that he actually broke up with. And he winds up sleeping with his other independent artist as well, trying to get over everything. And this independent artist is actually a singer that he actually met in a bar. bar. And so anyways, he winds up sleeping with her. And he thinks that maybe they might actually have coffee or whatever. And she's like, no, 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 no. This is just a one-time thing. That's it. That's all that's going to happen. So even she knows that his own BS. So that's something else that I acknowledge that you have this strong character like her that actually understands what he's going through. But at the same time, she knows that he's he's no good for her. But also, too, uh, by the time this thing actually wraps up and everything... Rob is actually in a better place than where he was. He winds up changing for the better. And I'm not even going to say, well, yeah, this movie's 20 years old. If you guys want to check it out, you guys can. Him and Laura do eventually work things out. They find common ground and everything, too. And I love the fact that he actually makes a top, well, not a top list, but a mixtape and everything. And a matter of fact, Barry is actually Jack Black's character's name. I'm sorry that I didn't say that before. But anyways, this girl is supposed to be interviewing Rob because Rob is actually going to be playing at this club who's actually he's actually going to be representing this other independent artist. And she's trying to get a grip on what kind of music he likes with his top list and everything. And he makes a comp he makes a, a mixtape. And everything, and I love how he actually says that you actually have to take time to to actually make a mixtape for somebody, so that way your feelings are out there, so that way you can actually let the person feel about how you feel, emotionally, attachments, everything else combined. I love that whole entire aspect, but he's also trying to pick up on this girl that's interviewing him, and then at that time that he's actually trying to pick her up, the phone rings. It's Laura. But this just shows shows you how good of a friend that Jack Black is. Yeah, he's an asshole. Yes, he's egotistical. Yes, he's a douchebag. But he was actually there for him for that one moment where he said, Hey, it's Laura, your girlfriend. Pick up the phone. I love that part because that shut him down right there. Therefore, they, he would have to go through these whole entire emotions again of which one he likes better, Laura or her, and probably make up a top 10 or top 5 list of, as to why he likes her. And of course, he, he's also a vinyl collector too. He likes putting things in chronological order and things like that according to how he actually feels. And I believe everybody actually has a way of actually setting certain records up the way that they do as well whenever they're collecting something, especially DVDs or anything like that. But, you know. But another thing too is I like uh, there's actually several quotes that I actually like about this, and he goes, uh, matter of fact, 
Rob actually says this. I agree that we uh, that what really matters is what you like, not what what you are like. Books, records, films, these fuck these things matter. Call me shallow, but it's the fucking truth. And by this measure, I was having one of the best dates of my life. So I love the passion that he actually has. Because this is actually something that I actually feel for me as a film fan. Because I feel like film matters. These kind of things matter to me. And music matters to Rob. And it shows the cares. It, it actually shows his passion. It shines through his character. Which is one of the best elements of his character in this film. If you don't li- didn't like him being a douchebag or anything like that. His passion is the biggest thing of this film that actually shines through him. And also too... There's also a couple of other things, too, that I really like about this film. The chemistry between Rob, Dick, and, of course, Barry was really good. You can actually believe that they are actually friends in a certain sense and also co-workers. You also have Catherine Zeta-Jones, who actually is his ex-girlfriend, and he does ask her why did she break up with him and everything. That's actually two girls that actually rejects him in this film, not just one. And then she tells him why, and then, of course, he goes through those emotions, and he's actually explaining about how he actually feels about that. Like I said, there's some aspects where he's actually telling you how he actually feels about a certain situation, and he's going through the emotions in his head. And then there's other times where he's just talking. He's just talking like Deadpool would when he's breaking the third wall, and that's it. And no explanations or anything like that. That's all. What you see is what you get. And, you know... I feel like this movie actually hits you where it needs to actually hit you at. I think if you're passionate about music, you're going to love this film. I think if you are passionate about uh, movies, you're gonna it's going to hit you. Comic books, anything that you're passionate about, this movie is actually going to hit you in a certain way, right in the heart. And not only that, but this film is so, it's, it's filled with heart. I'm going to be honest with you. It's filled with heart. Even though there, the character does change towards the end, but to get to that point where he is at towards the end, I'm gonna be honest with you, it's rough to actually go through watching this guy being an asshole, and then all of a sudden he winds up changing and does a whole entire 360 at towards the end of it. But it's a good movie. It's hands down one of my favorite films of john cusack jack black is, does a really good job and not only that this is also pre-tenacious d-day so there's actually a part where he's actually singing let's get it on which is a marvin gay song and he actually does a fantastic job with that song and this is actually before tenacious d this is, i want to say this might actually be the time when jack black might have actually felt some kind of passion towards singing which is also might have made tenacious d in the first place i don't know but hey that's what i'm thinking whenever i'm seeing this film because the drive of the music, the drive of being passionate about something. So, that's what I have to say about this film. I think this film is perfectly well done, perfectly well executed. There's nothing really I don't like about this film at all. It does, it's only an hour and 53 minutes long, which is actually perfect for this kind of film. Like I said, this movie will actually make you feel related towards your job or anything like that too talking with people, making top five lists, top ten lists. I do it all the time on my podcast with making top five or top ten lists. So tell me what you guys think about High Fidelity. Tell me what you guys have to say about it because I really enjoy it. So that's all that I have to say about that. I hope that you guys do did enjoy my review. 
And before I actually stop, uh, before I actually end the podcast, I just want to say this. Um, the storm didn't hit us or anything like that. We have no impact from either storm, so we're actually safe. Thank God for that. So I just wanted, if you guys were worried about me or anything like that, the hurricanes and everything went past us, so we're fine. Another thing, too, is if you guys want to donate maybe a couple of dollars towards the podcast, this is actually just to keep the lights on, is to get better equipment for us. It's actually for me to do this as well, where you guys can actually... Here's the thing. I want to actually do giveaways, like digital giveaways for DVDs and... Well, not DVDs, but... You know, I just want to do digital content where I can actually give away certain movies to you guys. Give something back to my fans. So, if you guys can, which I understand with this pandemic, if you guys can't, but it would be greatly appreciated because I can actually do a lot more for you guys. But, if you guys love what I'm doing, go on ahead, smash that share button and everything. And, of course, subscribe to the podcast. You can get this on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, any type of podcast that you can actually think of. And always, until next time, stay safe, guys. This is your host, as always, for Movie Loves Unite, John Diagorio. And until next time, bye-bye.